Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to Beyond the Notion. Uh, today, I have, well, I think I should probably ask the guys if it's okay to introduce them as Dead Dads Club. Can I say it's the full lineup? Uh, it's, yeah, it's so some of the lineup. Yeah. Uh, so we've got, uh, today we have Lee Richardson, who's, I feel like I'm, I'm really having to remember what you play and what you do. I know you're the singer, Lee, and you're also a guitarist, songwriter. That's right, isn't it? And That's correct. We also have Jim Smith, who is the bassist. And Jim writes as well, but I don't know if he writes in the band. I should probably ask you that before, really. But <laughs> and uh, It's early days. Uh, okay, yeah. There is, there's some stuff in the works. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, that's exciting. Exclusive for you there, folks. And we also have uh, Kasia Smith as well. So, yeah, I guess a bit of an ensemble here. And uh, thank you guys for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for right. Thank you very much for having us, Chloe. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, really this, I'll, I'll ask you, Lee, uh, can you introduce the song for us? What's the title and sort of when was it released, etc.? Uh, the song's called Staying In. Um, it hasn't, it's not really an official release. It's something that, you know, we just kind of, um, you know, we've, we've kind of sent off to a couple of radio stations and stuff, but it's not like an official you know, single release or anything. So um, it, yeah. it probably will be. A it's more of a demo, really, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that, to be honest, although I was sort of wondering, because I usually see some stuff that you post and I think, oh, they've got a new song. But I wasn't sure about that. Um, I think you should release it, though, just on like a side note. I think you should, because it seems like it's totally complete. And as I mentioned before, before we started recording, guys, I mentioned that I really enjoyed the production. Um, Brilliant. Good, good. Yeah, in fact, That's... I might do a full on 360 here and ask you guys what is sort of what's the deal with the production? Do you guys produce yourselves a mix or is that up to somebody else? Yeah, well, we've, I mean, th things have changed so much in the band. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the past, the past few months. Um, and obviously, we haven't been able to go to a studio and do anything. But we, what we have done is we've taken the decision to, like do it in-house now because yeah. between you know jim and me uh -huh. i think we've pretty much got the production and that kind of stuff covered to a fairly decent standard yeah. um without having to go and spend shitloads of money which yeah. you know as a uh, an independent unsigned unsuccessful band thus far <laughs> <laughs> uh you know that's that's basically where where we're at so yeah um it's all thank you very much yeah. we've 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 worked we've gone out and recorded you know with other people before mm -hmm. um and we've got a load of stuff from going back a year and a half two years which hasn't ever seen the light of day mm -hmm. um you know and we you know we went and spent money but it, it all adds up and it, it just gets it's not cost effective not you know for a band in our position to do that so like i said we figure we might as well do it ourselves because we can do it ourselves because we're good enough to do it ourselves and it's a lot nicer to have complete creative control over it all as well you know and yeah. if in a, you know i like to lay something down get a certain mix together have a listen and leave it a couple of days come back to it listen again and then i'll hear things that stand out or things that don't stand out that i want to change and it's to me it's a a gradual process like a song can take me you know anywhere up to six months before i feel comfortable with it being at the standard i want it to be 
it's just, like and that's the thing you don't get when you go in a studio and record with somebody else because it's all time relevant, um, you know, and time's money at the end of the day. Yeah, especially when you've got dodgy band members who take forever to record their parts, you know, that can, <laughs> that can really screw you up in the studio as well. You know? Hey, what are you on about? I'm one take Jimmy. I wasn't talking about you, mate. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think it's obviously it's your, like you said, Jim, it's, it's your intention and it's your time. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's what you want to come out of that song and there's no awkwardness with, oh, but I think that, mate, and I think that it's... Yeah, it, it's all what you guys want. I always, I'm always curious about this with um, any song, and I want to know. Actually, after listening to it a few times, how did you begin writing the song? You know, sort of chronologically, if you can remember from first note to final thought. That's kind of how uh, my original intention was for this podcast. But you might not remember. I don't know when you wrote that. But what was kind of the first initial stage to the last? Well, I was sat in my living room watching a. A drama about Elvis Presley uh, in my pants. Nice. I was wa- I was waiting for Jim to come round. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, there you um, go. And I, no, it was like so it's this drop this thing about Elvis, like in his early days before he was discovered and stuff. And mm. I don't know. I was listening to some of the music in it, and it was all like very kind of country hillbilly. So I just picked up my guitar randomly, sort of bored, mm. and just started playing these three chords, which is. Um, all I know, and um, just started That's jamming out these three. Yeah. yeah, just started jamming out these three chords. I said, oh, "I'm gonna write a song that sounds like an early Elvis song," yeah. and um, that ended up not happening. And it became <laughs> staying in when I kind of finally, yeah. you know, started laying it down and stuff. Um, so that's that's yeah, that's where it first started. Really, did you? So is this song written? Did you pretty much do you know the the melody the harmony lyrics or did Jim help as well or anybody else or was it just you Lee well the way the way it's always kind of worked with the band is I'll always kind of come up with the song yeah um and I'll have it kind of written acoustically and then I normally kind of take it to the band and we work on it that way or I'll do a demo and stuff so yeah it kind of evolves from there really um that that's how it's always been but we you know th- the way the band is now, there's a lot more input from the members as as the band stands now. So mm. it's it's it becomes more of a group yeah. project rather than just me mm. dictating everything. It always starts with a rough idea, really, and then Lee brings it to the band, and then we do pre-production, um, and then start recording. And then I guess you know things change throughout the recording process. Sometimes you hear something melody or a hook or something that's not there and you put it in sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you know it's the fun of music really you don't know where it's going to go it just evolves you know absolutely and on the tail end of that I should have I was going to ask actually who um who is the lineup of Dad dad's club at the moment and if, if you're okay with saying it um so I'm still in it obviously um but the rest the original lineup's completely gone now um so there's me uh there's me jim's come back in on bass um and back in vocals um ian ian ray who is an ex-band mate of jim's from back in the day from a band called ronda um he's replaced milo because milo's gone off to university um we're currently without a drummer, um, so we're still 
looking for a drummer at the moment, which um, you know isn't isn't going to be as easy as I thought it might be. Um, but you're on the podcast, so maybe there's people who are listening. Uh, you could plug that advert, maybe if uh, there's any drummers, yeah, good, good drummers, you know, who. Uh... Um, um, we've also got Kasha on uh, backing vocals, so Jim's sister's coming on backing vocals as well. Um, we were we we were playing around with a female kind of uh, backing singer back in the summer, um, and that that brought something to the band, and that that didn't work out. So we decided we we wanted to keep that element in because it works quite nicely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So like I said at the moment, it's it's that's that's where it's at. Um, you know, we're just searching for the, the right drummer. So if anybody's out there, please come and drum for us because we've got a gig in all. I think it's something to be plugged, to be honest. What was the narrative or the story behind the lyrics or the instrumental? Actually, no, forget that. It doesn't make any sense. What was the narrative behind the, the, the lyrics? Um, well, you know, obviously, I think everybody's been affected by the sitch. what's been going on. I don't want to talk about Corona and the pandemic because every, every band seems to be doing that. But obviously, mm. just... When I was writing the lyrics, it was just, I think, more out of frustration and anger, to be honest, it's, which I think is why you can hear that kind of kind of angry edge to it. Um, yeah, just pissed off, really, about the the lies and the, the constant changes and the promises that get broken. And, you know, I don't like the way the world's going, really. And I think it kind of all is summed up pretty much by you know the lyrics in the song yeah absolutely i did feel i, I got that kind of um sense of frustration um which is weird yeah it's nice to hear because every everybody's songs when you hear them they're about the the lockdown or we're gonna be okay we're gonna get through this but i think yours was a complete um it's a contrast to that was you know i've actually like i'm i don't really want to i've had enough of this and it's not okay you know and it's uh, yeah no well it's not I think people are scared to say it these days because of the repercussions but you know yeah. the whole the whole way it's been dealt with I think has been a complete joke and I, I think that song just really sums it up from you know the lyric kind of side of things it has been yeah we've always we've always tried to have that kind of edge anyway in the band we've never yeah. tried to be a straight laced nicey nicey band but I think yeah. just so much stuff has happened over the past just you know in the world within the bands there's just so much kind of and it possibly is a knock-on effect from everything that's gone on but yeah that's 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 where that song's come from and um it's one of a number of songs that we've kind of demoed or worked on that have got a more angry edge to them but what feedbacks thus far have you had from listeners about the song uh, it's been good. I mean, not not many people have heard it to be honest, Chloe. I've, it's yeah, I did think that when you told sent me it off to sent yeah. it off to um the Premium Blend Radio Show. They aired it a couple of weeks ago, and they Stu, who's the presenter over there, really loved it. Um, and um, you know, I think that's that's normally what I, I tend to do is send it off to the DJs that we've kind of built a bit of a rapport with, and you know, if they play it and they like it, then that's a good start, really. Yeah, um, definitely. you know, obviously we play it to people, you know, within the band. The first thing is playing it to the band. What's the band think? If the band likes it, then yeah. for me, that's a winner. So, um, but yeah, no, the feedback's, you know, it's as good as I could have hoped for. Like I said, it's 
it's yet to re- reach a wider audience, but we'll see what happens. Definitely. Have you had, um, has it been played on any of the radios? Or are you just sort of in the process of sending it to places? Well, no, I mean, I've only sent it, it's only gone off to one radio station and it got played uh, oh, nice. uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, oh, yeah. What, um, um, when did you finish it then? Like, when did you actually finish the, the production and stuff like that? Was it quite recently? A few weeks back. Um, yeah. From from writing it to getting it recorded was, yeah, probably a couple of weeks, I guess, maybe. Oh, Just yeah. get going back to it, you know, when we could and stuff. And, um and in bits and you know we're in the process of looking at it and working out how we're going to do it live and stuff so good yeah that's why I said I didn't want to talk about corona but I uh I am very curious to know if um you've got any sort of do you have any gigs lined up for this year like proper gigs real life gigs have you got anything we do. We have um, the oh, one, nice. the big one we're looking forward to is um, Lake Fest in August. Oh, wow. is that happening? Um, I didn't know. It that. is. Yeah, it's going ahead um, as usual. Um, they're only letting five people attend though, so uh, which is yeah. four more than usually come to our gigs. I've heard some things like, "Oh, we're going to see the go ahead if it's going to happen," and this festival, not a festival, but that's fantastic. So you've got a slot really on, in Lake Fest in August. Yeah, we do. Providing, providing we've got a drummer by then. Good point, guys. Again, if you, you were... I mean, we could always take an iPod with us with the drum tracks on. They're all done and ready to go. <laughs> Use the Logic drummer, you know, or whatever. The, the drummer function. Oh, the, these drums are better than that. Oh, they're, they're like yeah. godly drums. Yeah, but yeah, so that's... Yeah, Lake Fest is happening. As it stands at the moment, it's going ahead. So fingers crossed. Uh, that's so exciting. You obviously performed this song. I was going to say, because I'm curious to hear this live and... Um, well, assumingly you're going to be doing it there because it'll be one of your recent ones with your 2021 releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that will definitely be in the set. That'll definitely be in the set. That's brilliant, actually. Um, I don't know why. I might, I might throw a rap in the middle of it just to shake it up a little bit when we do it live. I think, what's it, what have you done in those moments in the past year when you're just like, I just can't be bothered? Like, have you had that moment where you just want to just put your guitar aside and say, I, I, there's no point, we're not gigging anymore? So what happened, um, so when all this started the, about this time last year and we went into the first lockdown, so we had all this spare time to, you know, sit and write and do demos and stuff. So Lee was recording demos at his place and I was recording demos at mine. And we were just bouncing across uh, things to each other. And this, bef- this is before I even joined the band again. It was, um, so he sent me some stuff that I mastered for him. I sent him a couple of ideas and stuff that I've been working on. And then when we were finally allowed to meet up again, we sat in the garden in the sun with guitars and stuff, had a bit of a jam, a few beers, and then kind of it, it the band, I, I came back into the band from there on in. Um, and we started working on, uh, we, we've got this acoustic album that we've been recording um, since last summer called The Basement Sessions, which we're going to release hopefully uh, in about three weeks' time on the second. Friday the 2nd of April we're planning to um, but we've got to get a music video down for it uh, which we're hoping to get recorded at some point soon beforehand but obviously with what's going on it's very difficult to get together and be able to do that we're not allowed to um, so yeah we kind of kept it we've kept it going together when we haven't been allowed to be together we've been you know doing the same thing bouncing demos against each other but at the end of the day 
that acoustic album's pretty much done everything's recorded we just all the mixing's done we're just fine tweaking at the moment you know it's all ready to go we just want to get it out there get it done because it's it's almost like it, that's so last summer now for us we've got the new lineup together and we want to do a rock album with the full drums and everything now so staying in that is one of those first songs that will be on that album so it's almost like there's a bit of a backlog but there's plenty of material to go with so that um you mentioned was it the, did you say it's called the basement sessions yeah yeah we recorded it in um in lee's basement um it's like in an old malvern stone house and the basement is just this granite walls which you'd think are horrendous for acoustics but in actual fact it's it's incredible um i don't know if you know led zeppelin recorded their drums in a castle back in the day and you've got the stone walls and it just makes the sound aggressive so it's like the opposite to you know going into a bathroom where you've got nice acoustics and it's echoey it's almost just like a harsh echo that's really cool actually and like how many songs are on that um how many songs will be on that is it sort of like an ep or is it like an album it's it's going to be a full album so there's nine oh. songs and then there's three kind of we, we we split split the album into three because we recorded it in three different parts of the lockdowns going on and the three sections they sound a bit different from each other so we did a couple of little tracks from videos and stuff that we recorded during recording like silly little funny bits and then put loads of echo and delay and reverb on them to make them like um almost in between tracks like blending into the next track wow. it's almost a little bit psychedelic i think these little fading tracks but we called them yeah, very basically lockdown one starts the album then you've got three songs and it's lockdown two another three songs lockdown three another three songs basically it's just at the beginning it, it give it give everybody time to kind of sit back and reflect on everything really didn't it so for us we had that time and then we came together, we, we did what we did, um, and then it started the ball rolling, basically. So we've got a, men, a momentum within the band now and a focus and an aim. So our next target is obviously getting this drummer in so we can go to Lakefest. But, um, yeah. but yeah, definitely there's, there's lots to work on, lots in the pipeline. Like We're producing our own music videos as well, which we're recording on our mobile phones. You know, We're trying to keep it as low cost and low fi as possible, really. Is that, um, is anything available? I'm terrible for you guys who've listened to my other episodes. I'm just terrible with visuals. I love music videos. I love sort of behind the scenes. Do you currently have anything with this current lineup that's on YouTube or Facebook? We do. Um, oh, if you go on YouTube and you search for Dead Dad's Club, what are you scared of? Uh, we recorded a music video with the original summer lineup, I call it, summer 2020 lineup when it was... Uh, Matt Rawlings on lead guitar, who used to be the bass player before I was the uh, first first time round in the band. And then JD was still in the band. And then his partner, Abby, was doing the backing vocals. But we, we recorded that down in the basement where we recorded the songs. We thought it'd just be fitting as yeah. the environment um, that the songs were produced in to kind of show off this kind of dark, damp, dungeony sort of basement sort of thing. So that's on there. And there's another song, um, How Many Kids, we did a, a bit of a funny video for with Boris Johnson in. Uh, that's on there as well, which is another song off the the upcoming album. Um, 
sorry i'm getting i'm getting a bit distracted with the video yeah uh it's nice i like it it's i i just i don't know i'm just one of these people more visual and it gives me a bit of context behind the music um i must listen to that i put it on mute so i wasn't being rude on my own show but um, sounds better when it's on mute <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh yeah i guess um yeah i don't know i don't really want to talk like we said we don't want to just ramble on it's been a year since this whole thing has kicked off and it's just been we're just bored of talking about it but i am genuinely really impressed with what you've done in the past year because it's not like i oh, would just I, I don't know why i just got a vibe that um i don't know so many bands are just like yeah we, we jammed and we wrote a few songs but you guys actually went and completed this thing that you can now look forward to if it, if it is released on the 2nd of april um yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's that, that the acoustic. It's, it's like I said, it's a stripped back acoustic album. It's ready to go, and like I said, the um, it's the precursor to what what we sent you staying in. It's it's a different vibe altogether, but it, it reflects what was going on back in the summer, and yeah. you know, it's it's all changed. We've got probably enough songs for three albums worth. Oh my of material. Whoa, so, some of the songs that are coming out on the basement session, as um, so, so some people who, who've been to DDC gigs in the past, they might recognise a couple of the songs, but the majority of them are brand new. We will be um, taking some of those songs forward onto the full band album um, and doing them in a different way. Um, well, actually, no, saying that, the acoustic album is done in a different way, sorry. They'll be done in the original way, whereas when people listen to the acoustic album and then the band album, they'll think it's a different do you, know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, when, I always feel when you do something acoustic, you always need to you need to do it in a slightly different way. Maybe you know, obviously relax it a bit more. You know, you can't. We've got a lot of cajon um, playing over it, but we added some shake and tambourine as well, just to keep the rhythm and everything going. I mean, in in some cases, some of the songs you could probably just get rid of the cajon, whack a drum kit on it, and it would sound like a full band song. You know, it's and if we had a drummer, we'd do that. You know, yeah. <laughs> That's like a recurring theme in this uh, pod. I, I think you'll have a drummer by when is it? August the what? Late Fest. August the thirteenth. We're playing, which is the Friday. I think Late Fest runs from the twelfth to the fifteenth or sixteenth. Can I ask? So from the Thursday to the Sunday. Who's headlining? Some really the headline is always really good there. They've got Razor Light. Um, okay. Razor Light's headlining the one night. C sixty. C sixty. Yeah, they've got. Okay. They're yet to announce uh, uh, one of the other headliners, but they've got Ash. Ash are playing as well. Ash are playing. Love Ash. A, I think they're playing as a co-headliner. They headlined it, I think, in one of the early days uh, when they first started Lake Fest. And I think there's Tapal from the eighties. They're playing. Yeah, I think the Venga Boys are there as well. I'll tell you, the Venga Boys, are the ones I'm looking forward to. Didn't expect oh, that. I really hope that they don't clash with our set because I'm going to walk off stage. You should do an, <laughs> in you your should, pants. You should do like a DDC version of uh, Ibiza. Yeah, Brilliant. yeah. Well, I've already done that with Ants the Back. Yeah. <laughs> we might just play a whole set of Venga Boys covers instead. I think it's wanted to ask you guys, what door do you use when you record your songs? So Lee uses, Lee has a Mac, so he uses Logic. Nice. As I have Windows and I use um, FL Studios, uh, FL Studio, sorry, Fruity Loop Studio. Um, Lee uh, produced um, Staying In on his on his um on his mac yeah it was all done through logic um which is so easy to use and you know just 
each time I do do a new demo or a new song and stuff, I'm just learning new little tricks and stuff, just picking up as a people. But I was curious about the vocals as well. Like, what do you do? This is such a I'm so cheeky asking you this. It's a whole other podcast. But what effects did you use on your vocals uh, on Logic? Um, what on on staying in? I double tracked the vocal. I tend to double track my vocal a lot of the time anyway, because I just think it fills it out quite a lot um, for the verses. Um, I put a little bit of kind of slight distortion on there, but I've got quite a raspy voice when I sing anyway, so I didn't need too much. Um, and off the top of my head, just just some trippy kind of like, um, maybe a little bit of delay on there as well, but not there, there weren't really a lot of effects on the vocals obviously some compression and stuff but eq that's about it really i've just got such a beautiful voice it doesn't need much <laughs> it speaks for itself really <laughs> my show because i'm i'm curious just to hear what i just didn't know you did it i just assumed it was a mate of yours i you know i didn't know what, how you guys did well we haven't got any mates so we had to do it ourselves we had to do- <laughs> But yeah, no, yeah, that's that's half the fun. It's 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 really enjoyable, kind of watching it all come together when you do it yourself. I think it's um you take a lot more ownership of it. It's awesome. I I, sh- I shouldn't have been surprised to be honest because you've done this for a long time. You know, you guys, uh, you're both musicians. You've done it for a long time, so uh, still nonetheless very impressive. I really enjoyed it. And um, no, it is, right, thank it's, you. It, it's it's great. You know, going to work with a producer. Um, purely for the fact like it's nice to have somebody who's an outsider looking in because sometimes you do get a bit too self-indulgent and you miss certain things and maybe you, you go over the top with certain areas that don't need to be I've always had this philosophy of less is more um, and sometimes even running along those lines you get a producer in and they might pick up on things that are too much too intense and I, I do like working with other people in that way because it's nice to hear feedback from you know someone not within the group um but for now i think because of obviously what's going on and everything it's just it's the right thing to do for us yeah absolutely and um, i assume all the the rest of the songs are produced uh by you guys as well sort of the upcoming project Um, they are yeah great so i've I've, um, taken the production reins of the acoustic um stuff um with, with Lee as well, you know, everybody has an input. Everybody, you know, has gives feedback to what's going on. Mm. Um, but it's all been done on Windows on, on my laptop. Um, yeah. So I've kind of been the, the chieftain of the production in, in that sort of way. Okay. That's fantastic. Really, um, yeah, really well done. I'm going to play the song, actually, when, when we finish up in a minute. Uh, that's all right, just at the end of the episode. You know how it happened then i i probably along along the lines realized oh yeah i did that oh yeah that was pretty cool or i probably noticed something that was really bad that i've hidden in the mix and yeah let's not talk about that you know <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that happens and you break it all down it's what people but say that's the joys of it it's, it is all just a massive learning it's... curve at the end of the day and there's no right or wrong way of doing things you know it's exactly. even the, the best producers in the world like um I've become quite obsessed. I can't even remember his bloody name now, but um, I watch quite a lot of his videos on YouTube and it's a guy that produced a lot of the Breaking Benjamin stuff. Okay. And he he would, he came from nowhere and he was renowned for getting this massive rock sound that every, every instrument stood out. There was nothing buried in the mix. Okay. 
And he just he goes on for about an hour talking about how he mixes Breaking Benjamin songs, showing you the stems and showing you all the frequencies and putting every instrument into their own frequency so they all sit in the mix without clashing with each other. And it's it's really, really interesting stuff. Well, I've gone so over. Sorry, guys. I've kind of picked your brains about 50 things of about one stem, but you don't care, do you? I think no, we don't care. We don't care. Yeah, so I guess I'll wrap this up and say a huge thank you to you guys for uh, yeah for letting us behind the staying in. And I'm going to play the song, but yes, I uh, please come back for the production episode, and thanks so much. All right, thank you, Chloe. Cheers, Chloe. Shelter out there somewhere, but it's moving far from me. And they've stolen my adventures, but I told them I ain't staying in. 